New ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guests today are Alexander Edeling and Zeynep Karagor. Alexander is Associate Professor of Marketing at KU Leuven, Belgium. He works on quantitative marketing questions relating to the interface between marketing and finance, as well as social media and influencer marketing. Zeynep is a PhD student in marketing at the University of Cologne, Germany. Her main research areas are in the field of brand management, influencer marketing, and the interface between marketing and finance. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Influencers are increasingly important to marketers, and I've had several interviews with the chief content officer of Ypulse about the importance of influencers, especially micro-influencers, when seeking to engage and connect with Gen Z and millennial consumers, which is why I'm very glad to have you both here to talk about the impact of influencer ad disclosures on consumers and their perceptions. First things first, let's set the stage with a few definitions for the purposes of this conversation. Conversation. When you're talking about macro and micro influencers, what are the numbers of followers that you're talking about? For all our study, we say below 500,000 followers, it's called micro influencers and everything above 500,000 followers, we say there are macro influencers. In that mix of under 500,000, were there smaller numbers of influencers? Were they part of your sample? What was the floor on your sample size of the number of followers? So we definitely had lower numbers of followers in our data. So we had field data and we had experimental data. Mm-hmm. So for the field data, the range spanned from several thousand influences to really huge influences, okay. if you want, with several million millions of followers. So okay. that was a gamut that we that we used for our field data and for our experimental studies. We manipulated the follower count, having a small follower count for the for the micro influences, just a several thousand followers. And for the macro influences, it was again something more than one million followers. That was how okay. we handled that. Great. Broadly speaking, what is the as is known environment about disclosing that a piece of content is advertising? Disclosure is a topic that has been addressed before in both traditional advertising research and in social media influence the marketing research. And from this research, we know that disclosure increases persuasion knowledge. So people know that somebody tries to persuade them. And it also increases advertising recognition. So people recognize ads. It also increases resistance. So people are somewhat resistant to to advertising effort. Uh, At the same time, the negative effects are it reduces brand attitudes, credibility, and source evaluation. So that's basically what we know about the impact of disclosure on consumer behavior and consumer perceptions from this broad literature stream. Right. When compared with not saying that a post was advertising, did disclosing that a post was an advertisement create a higher belief that the influencers' posts in general were advertising? Yes. This question is a little bit 
tricky regarding our paper because there are different types of disclosure. One is the branded content tool, the other one is the hashtag advertising. And mm -hmm. we compare these two to the no disclosure manipulation or no disclosure situation. Um, mm -hmm. And for the different studies, we find different effects. For study one, we find significant difference between the brand and content tool and no disclosure, while we don't find a significant difference between the hashtag ad disclosure and no disclosure, right? Okay. And then we actually compare the two disclosure types with each other. So that's what Zeynep calls a little bit tricky in this regard. Okay. So you had expected to see that the paid partnership tool, that type of branded content paid partnership tool would have a greater impact than the simple hashtag advertising kind of varied with all the other hashtags. Is that what you had expected to see and did it square with what you found? So yes, yeah, we expected that, yeah, we call it the branded content tool, the paid partnership disclosure type, that it has a greater impact than just saying hashtag advertising. And we again found that there is a significant difference in some studies, but not in all studies. So this is also a little bit of an inconsistent finding that we have here. But throughout our studies, we can say that the impact of the paid partnership tool is stronger than the impact of hashtag advertising, for example, with regard to the recognition of advertising within a post. Right. Now, if we move away from disclosure and we really start thinking about what the impact of that disclosure is. Did the disclosure change the way people engaged with the post? Yes, definitely. So we were able in our field study where we looked at real influencer posts on Instagram, we were able to show that compared with non-disclosure, so really no information about the advertisement at all, that the engagement with the post in terms of likes and comments was significantly higher for non-disclosure. So when no information about the advertisement was given. In this field study, interestingly, and that adds a little bit to the air complexity of our findings, we did not find a significant difference between the two types of disclosure instruments, if you want, right? So the branded content tool showed a lower engagement than the just hashtag advertising. However, this difference was not statistically significant. Was there an indirect effect? No, we just looked at engagement rates. So engagement divided by follower count. And we analyzed whether the effect of the branded content tool, if the post used the branded content tool, is lower than if the post was disclosed using what we call in-text disclosure, yeah? something like had hashtag advertising, mm -hmm. hashtag sponsored, and so mm -hmm. forth. And we just didn't find a significant difference. And that's always with these empirical studies, also due to, to sample size, to right. low power. So even if there is an effect in reality, we might not find it just because our, our sample is just a small selection of, of the real world, so to say. Now, did uh, because when marketers are thinking of engagement, they're thinking of likes and they're thinking of comments, did both drop or were likes more likely to tail off if it was 
revealed to the advertising than comments? So we actually found in our study that the engagement rate, which includes both likes and comments, so that dropped for disclosure compared to non-disclosure. For the comments rate, interestingly, where you only take the comments mm. divided by the number of followers, we found a significant difference between the branded content tool and no disclosure. But we did not find a significant difference between in-text disclosure, such as hashtag advertising, and no disclosure. So here is a little... Oh, okay. So here's where that here's where the difference between the type of disclosure. But, but that was, if you want, not our main study right. or our main model. That was just to show some robustness and to 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 deal with additional outcome variables. So yes, definitely there were some incremental differences between mm-hmm. the different outcome metrics. But what you have to say is if you take engagement rate, which is likes plus comments divided by follower count, because the number of likes is just so much higher than the number of right. comments, likes dominates this right. metric very, very strongly. Right. right. Okay. That's interesting. So was the relationship that you found between disclosing that a single post was an advertisement and the level of trustworthiness that the consumer had in the influencer, was there a relationship there? Are we talking about the impact that they see one post by an influencer and it's labeled as an advertisement, they've disclosed it in one way or another. Does that then affect going forward about how I feel in terms of the trustworthiness of that person? So again, here we have different studies in our paper. And in the first study, we really had only one post. And then, yeah, the participants saw that one post and rated the trustworthiness of the influencer. And here we find that if the post is disclosed, then there is a higher perception of the post as advertising, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, very clear and straightforward. But then again, this higher perception of advertising of the post leads to lower trustworthiness perceptions of the influencer, and which then again leads to lower intentions to engage with that post. So such as liking the post, for example. And in our second study, we showed the profile of the influencer, which had, in one case, for example, previous posts, previous branded posts also, and in the other case, previous posts that were not branded, so did not contain any any brands or did not show any brands or Mm -hmm. branded products. And here what we can say is that seeing profiles with many, many posts that contain some branded products increases the expectation of us to see advertising on that profile. And if they have higher expectations to see advertising, then they also perceive a single post uh, to be advertising to ha- or have higher perceptions of advertising regarding a single post on that profile. And yeah. this, again, it relates to lower trustworthiness perceptions of the influencer. Did you then also look at how the perception of influencer trustworthiness impacted engagement where before it's posted as it's marked as being an advertisement and therefore I am going to maybe engage with it less as a consumer. And here, what I'm curious about is the level of trustworthiness and how that relates to engagement. Did you look at that? 
Yes, we looked at that and we find that there is a a positive correlation between trustworthiness and engagement. So if an influencer is perceived as more trustworthy, then there is a higher likelihood or higher intention to also engage with that post in form of likes, for example. If disclosing that a post is advertising impacts in a kind of a haloed way the expectation that a an influencer is going to be peddling <laughs> product that will impact their trustworthiness which then will in turn impact the likelihood that people engage in a global way is that a fair kind of way to perceive the chain of events Yes, because we find this correlation or this path in different experimental settings, so to say, and therefore we could say, okay, if an influencer is perceived as less trustworthy, then this will negatively affect the intentions to engage with posts of of the influencer. I'm thinking as a practitioner pulling back the view from 50,000 feet, that there then is likely a sweet spot because if you have too much, this cycle it can just go in the wrong direction for you. Now you looked as well at when we talked at the very top of our interview about macro versus micro influencers. Did you find that the follower count impacted how consumers thought about the likelihood that posts were advertising? Was it just enough that, golly gee, this person has over 500,000 followers. They're a a macro influencer. They're most likely making their living this way. They're most likely selling. Did the profile in and of itself have an impact? Yes, we also looked at that. So again, it's the same case as we have like multiple oh, posts that endorse multiple products on the profile. The Consumers also look how how the follower count of that specific profile of the influencer is and then infer or some expectations regarding how likely it is that the influencer will post on on their profile. And we see that if without macro influencers, consumers expect to see advertising more on that profile, which Mm -hmm. then again increases the perception of a single post as advertising. Right. Now you mentioned products and that was the second question I had around this because you found that as the number of products that were endorsed by an influencer went up, the consumer perception of the trustworthiness went down. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And this is because the consumer expects to see advertising and then perceives a single post also as advertising and also expects that the future posts of the influencer will be advertising as well. And then the trustworthiness decreases. Well, I was curious on this, whether it had to do with number of products or volume of posts. Okay. Let's say I have an influencer and I'm doing hashtag ad for 10 products and I post for these 10 different products once versus if I have one product, but I post 10 times about it, is it the volume or is it the diversity of product? 
That's a, that's a good question. And that's something we did not cover. It's something definitely for future research. Is it about one product several times or several products once? What we do in our, in our experiments is that we manipulate the profile with several products, so mm -hmm. several previously endorsed products. So what we look at is the variety of product or brand collaborations. We do not look at the the volume, whether they post once a week or once a day or whatever. Right. Definitely worthwhile to, to look into that in, in future projects. Well, as a completely unscientific person, I, I could still believe that it has it has to do with the number of products that if you just have somebody who's insanely loves to sponsor and talk about one particular product, well, that's this influencer's bag. That's their thing. But if there are multiples, it would maybe create a different impression. However, I was wondering if there's a volume, a tipping point or something like that. I know this obviously wasn't covered in your study, but I found it as a the idea of multiple products, very interesting, certainly from a practitioner's point of view. Definitely. And, and what's also interesting is to look at the variety in product categories. Right. right? So if an influencer endorses several beauty products, well, then he or she is just the beauty the beauty expert, right? And then it doesn't really matter whether it's coming from five different brands. But if another influencer endorses 10 products and they are all from different product categories, it's kind of what does this person really stand for? Is that now the fitness influencer or the travel guy or the beauty girl or whatever? And actually, we're I'm involved in a research project that looks at exactly that, right? It's uh -huh. kind of a follow-up to, to what we've done in, in this study. If you can share a little bit in advance, does it, it, it... It's definitely work in progress. So preliminary insights here, but what we find is that that variety matters. So mm. the more categories you are in, the more blurry your profile gets and that has uh, not so positive impact on your on your engagement rates and all that but again yeah it's right. very preliminary but it's a natural follow-up to this current study we're talking about today well curious though we talk about transparency that people understand the business model of an influencer everybody's got to make a living but if you are for your example the beauty product person if that person discloses that it's an ad but they're very clear this is an ad but let's say they only do this one beauty product does the transparency provide a bonus of sorts to an influencer's perceived trustworthiness yeah and that's what we try to tease out with with our third study and with our third experimental study so we say, well, maybe there's a parallel route, right? So maybe it's not only about this perception of advertising that is triggered by disclosure and that has these negative consequential impacts on consumer behavior, but maybe consumers value and, and see a benefit in transparency. And that's exactly what we find. So we find, interestingly, that disclosure increases advertising transparency. Well, that's not really surprising. But what's surprising is that that has an impact on a variable that we call transparency bonus. Mm. 
And transparency bonus at the same time has a positive impact. So now positive impact on trustworthiness perceptions, which as we know from the other studies has a positive impact on engagement likelihood. So in this third studies, we have two routes. One is the negative route, if you want, via perception of advertising, while the positive route, if you want, is the route via transparency of advertising and transparency of this transparency bonus. And both routes are actually equally strong. So you cannot say, well, the transparency route is stronger. So it doesn't wipe out the negative is what you're saying. It does not wipe out the negative effect, but it is also not weaker. Does it become a wash essentially? Yes, it becomes a wash. So the the two routes are not significantly different in strength. So question for you in terms of transparency, because one, when you've got the paid partnership sponsored tool, this is a platform thing, right? Versus hashtag advertising. One, the hashtag advertising as a consumer, I may feel that that's a real, that's a choice that the, whether or not it is a choice, I could feel that the influencer is here. They're telling me, whereas the other is something outside of that influencer. Was there a difference in the halo between the type of disclosure? Did you look at that? Yes, we actually find that. Uh, we find surprisingly that the paid partnership tool, uh, which is provided by the platform itself, evokes a higher transparency or perception, or let's say higher advertising transparency. And so there is a higher a transparency bonus regarding the. I think, the that's dice. So, I think that's so surprising, but interesting that that's that that's how it is. I suppose maybe it's I'm existing in something that is obviously advertising, and so I don't expect them differently. So if you you questioned it and looked at it all sorts of different ways, now if we're talking to marketers who are working with influencers, because every time you turn around as a marketer, it's influencers, 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 social media, this is how you connect. What would you say about how your results might change how they should approach selecting influencer partners? Or how would it feed into their thought process? We can say, okay, what we would advise managers or marketing managers is that they should not only focus on the number of followers when selecting influencers, but they should also look or consider the portfolio of previous product endorsements of the influencer because what we find is that the highest levels of trustworthiness is associated with micro-influencers with a limited brand relationship with little previous product endorsements. And if, for example, managers have to decide between two influencers with similar number of followers and number of previous product endorsements could offer another effective and simple selection criteria. I wonder also if they might want to pay to limit within their within their category. I wonder if that's something else they maybe want to think about if they jump on somebody at a smaller level that maybe they can induce them not to become massive multiple product influencers. Now, obviously there are platform rules and legal rules around disclosure and these things are changeable. But if you're a marketer and if you have a choice around disclosure, what is the best way for you to disclose? 
What is the best way? If you look at the level of trustworthiness of the influencer, an influencer which has a positive effect on engagement intention, we would say, okay, managers should motivate their influencers to use the in kind of in-text disclosures such as hashtag advertising. But there are also like advantages using the standardized tool, the paid partnership tool. For example, we saw in our third, third study that this leads to higher transparency perceptions when we look at the positive path of disclosing. And also we can say that using a more standardized disclosure approach can yeah, make things more effective, like using less resources to monitor different influencers across different campaigns, for example. Mm -hmm. And finally, we can also say that one advantage of the standardized paid partnership tool is that the, the brands automatically or the firms automatically receive information about post metrics such as reach and interaction. So we would definitely also encourage the managers to implement the standardized paid partnership tool in their influencer marketing campaign. Okay, so... What I'm hearing is look at the number of brands, lean into the smaller number of followers. And if you're going to use the disclosure tool, it makes your life easier. You get better metrics. You don't have to monitor everybody. Plus the halo effect of the the transparency bonus. My suggestion would be for, for influencers, but also for brands who work with these influencers to make sure that they are as transparent as possible, Fantastic. which is maybe not as important for influencers with a smaller follower account. Right. Well, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for walking us through all the information. I know we had a lot to cover in a short time and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open, and of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.